0: recorded in person since Lydia left for school
1: yeah um which is really exciting
0: and we're eating Chinese food and drinking wine while we do it so if you hear food sounds that's why yeah sorry about that it's so fun and (laughs) you just get to have dinner with us okay um Lydia Chinese food I'm just glad you're home I'm glad you're here I don't want you to
1: go back to school I'm going home too when you I want you
0: for you to go back to school but I don't want you to leave me
1: yeah no I don't want to leave you either but I do want to go back to school um because I like school more than I like Minnesota, which is great. Um, yeah. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? Please. When you said that I was tan, it, it honored me just a little bit. Because I was like, ooh, I didn't she think just, I got She's just tan. in Florida, everyone. Yeah. Tan. Only for a week. But, yeah, it was good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're chewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, see
0: it. <laughs> this is going to happen a lot, of people. Yeah. Enjoy.
1: mm mm-hmm. um,
0: Okay, I'm so excited, because our friend Meredith is with us, too. Meredith, you can say hi. Hello,
2: everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith is so
0: great. I'm so excited for you all to meet Meredith. I've been excited for this for, like, two weeks since Mm -hmm. we asked her to do this. First of all, I haven't seen her in, like, a month.
1: Oh, wow, that's a long time. Yeah.
0: I know, Christmas, man,
3: and then just life in general.
1: That will happen. Life does get happening like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I lived with Meredith for a year, and then she got married and felt like, she had to move out so that she can live with her husband, yeah, I guess. It's decisions,
1: cool. you know? Yeah, yeah. The downside of marriage, So, right? <laughs> you know.
0: But we love Jo, and Joe is great, but it meant I couldn't is. be Meredith's roommate anymore, so I haven't seen her in a really long time, so it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meredith is going to talk to you about lots of things, which actually I'm going to get into in a minute, but we're going to introduce Meredith with our rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, great. Okay. Um, your first one. Here we go. Okay your go-to coffee order oh a a chai tea latte
3: with coconut milk
1: Ooh, Uh, Ooh, coconut milk is good it's just
3: like a little bit sweeter Mm -hmm. which i appreciate for a chai tea latte Mm -hmm. yeah uh do you like
1: a dirty chai too
3: i do mm-hmm. i do it de- on okay scratch that i do but it also depends on the place like there are some places oh, that i've sure. gone to and i was like mm, i don't know if this is what i want
1: right but other
0: places i'm here for it
1: a dirty chai mm. is just with
0: espresso right yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah gotcha so cool. yeah that's been my order that's great mm-hmm. um what are you currently binge watching
3: oh my gosh um what am I currently binge watching? I don't know. I just got done. Okay, so my husband and I just got done watching The Witcher.
2: Ooh. Which uh, was on
3: Netflix. It's great. It used to be a... okay. It used to be a book, and then it turned into a video game, which my husband played. Uh-huh. And it's like um fantasy huh. type of a thing, but it has Henry Cavill in it. And he was Superman and he's very attractive. Yeah. So that's really why I watched it. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but no, yeah, what's it was even great. about? It's about a character called the witcher and mm-hmm. he basically like hunts monsters it sounds really lame but i swear it's not it's really <laughs> good i swear guys there's amazing female characters in it it's great that. but yeah, yeah. That's and
1: Superman. It and does Superman, sound a little and Henry like Henry Cavill a yeah. but yeah, I'd watch it. No,
0: that you should. I also just, I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but just hearing you say my husband is just like hey. I feel like you just always say Joe to me, and so it's like yeah. since you guys have been married, it hasn't been like your husband, and so that just makes me really happy.
3: Anyway.
1: Yeah, it is so weird. It is I weird. did notice that. I was like, ooh, I haven't heard you say that yet. I know it's weird, I
3: if, it. like introducing him as that because to me he's just Joe mm-hmm. or like. Sure. Like I, all the names that I call him that aren't husband. Right. So when I have to like refer to him, was like who, where he like is established in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, it feels we, like really adult.
1: Yeah, like mm-hmm. we did that.
3: We said that we were gonna be together forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. That we <laughs> that we, little we thing. Did the thing.
3: Yeah, just a small yeah thing. Very really yeah. big girl. Love
1: yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: what is your favorite currently? Your favorite way to pray? Ooh, uh, journaling. Mm-hmm. I've always loved journaling. I feel like it's the only way that I can get my thoughts in order
2: so Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. journaling love
3: that um one guilty pleasure that you have the kardashians not even stop i can tell you everything that you would ever want to know about the kardashians
0: and i have no shame in that can i after the rapid fire questions we need to come back to that because i have a story story about the other night she knows exactly what i'm talking about uh after the rapid fire questions we'll come
1: back wait hold on hold on do you think kylie jenner already gave birth um
3: okay i tried to do the math on it the other night i'm not gonna lie um, and I don't think so, but honestly, Kylie's such, like, a little sleuth yeah. that maybe...
1: I think she did.
0: She
3: I think over the, the holidays su- she did. It wouldn't surprise me. It honestly yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, so okay. I, okay. I take a word for it, mm-hmm. but I'll okay. tell my story after. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one thing that has annoyed you in the past week?
3: Oh my gosh, one thing that has annoyed me in the past week. Um, there's so many things. I feel like have annoyed me in the past week. Um, okay, one thing that annoyed me this past week. So, I got married and I got my last name changed. Mm. Great. People normally do that. So, I had to go to the DMV mm. and to say, hey, I got my name changed. I need a new license. But they wouldn't let me change my address at the same time that I changed my last name because none of the things that I brought for where oh. I live had my current, like, my new the license. Name. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I still have the wrong address on my license, but I have my new last name. And I still don't have my license.
1: And now you have to go back to the DMV. Yeah,
3: at some point, whenever mm-hmm. we move again or I decide to do something else with that. But yeah, yeah they wouldn't let so you do it at one time, even though I'm literally both people.
2: So <laughs>
1: I am literally both people. <laughs> I have, I have DMV two is identities. Always yeah. to. Yeah,
2: I know.
0: Love it. So. Okay, last one. Yeah. Favorite way to eat a potato?
3: Um, my initial reaction was to say raw, because... I'm I,
2: sorry, what? I,
3: <laughs> did, I did do that. Um, my dad and I used to love doing that, which is like a whole other story. It's very good. Um, But since I'm not trying to be weird, <laughs> I would say in um mashed potato form. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Yes. But I like chunky mashed potatoes, not creamy. Mm. Get it right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, mm-hmm, so... Yeah.
0: Our guest last week, I thought of you, because oh, okay. our guest last week, Emily, yeah. said Arby's curly fries. Oh. And I also really know you like those. So I was like, I, I yeah. wonder if Meredith would say the same thing. But oh, it's probably up there, but.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, favorite fast food, 100% Arby's. Yeah. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Especially their fries. But those chicken, like those chicken nuggets, chicken and trips Love mm-hmm. it. Where's mm-hmm. that. Up. Love it. Yep.
0: Okay, one last story by way of introducing Meredith oh, yeah. about the Kardashians. Oh, so, I love them. the other night I was sitting on the couch and I saw on Instagram I don't even know what the story was to be honest, but Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. like fathered another child and yep. she yep. didn't know about it, Courtney. Courtney. Okay.
2: Mm, Sorry,
0: Chloe, Chloe didn't know about it. See, Meredith doesn't live with me anymore and so I can't keep up with the Kardashians, guys. Um oh, my God. But she didn't know about it, and so he, like, released this, like, public apology on Instagram. And so I texted Meredith, because I said to my roommate, my current roommate, Amelia, I was like, oh, did you see this thing about Tristan Thompson? Because, like, I know him because he's a basketball player. And Amelia was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, Meredith will know. So I text her just, like, the only thing I texted her is like, so Tristan Thom- Thompson. And she was like, what? And she calls me, and she's like, I literally just saw it on Instagram and said to Joe, like, was just about to tell Joe, mm-hmm. and then I got this text message from you. Uh-huh. And she was like, see. does she have the place bugged? Like, yeah. what
3: happened? It was, like, so literally the really same funny. exact time that I was turning to Joe. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Tristan Thompson. He, again, was, like, the basketball player. I was like, oh, you don't understand. And then I got that text. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, and <laughs> She gets it. So I can <laughs> Meredith's
0: mind, and yeah, pretty much. it's great. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, well, contrary to popular belief, Meredith is not here to talk about the Kardashians, mm, no. although she probably could I do could. a whole podcast episode on yes. the Kardashians.
1: Um, <laughs> another time. Another, another time, time.
0: <laughs> we we'll have that happen. Um, that'd be really fun, actually. Um, Meredith is, honestly, I mean, she's one of my best friends, so, like, I'm biased, but also, like, just such an impressive human. In so many different ways, and I have been so blessed to be her friend, but also just like to learn from her. And the reason that we have her on today is, um, we kind of, like, prefaced this last week a little bit, and the conversation of last week is kind of similar to this week, just in the way that we talk about decisions that we make. We're going to talk about transitions, we're going to talk about, like, how do you, first, like, how do you make decisions, but then how do you transition well into and out of different seasons of your life? Um and Meredith is just someone who I have gotten to watch like very up close and personal do that really really gracefully over the last um like three years of her life and even before that um and just go through so many big transitions and make really mature decisions that are not easy um and then have to talk to people about those decisions um different people in her life I mean on every kind of side of that whether it's family friends everything like that so um she's just an expert she's an expert at transitioning <laughs> gracefully um, even though I think she would probably say that she didn't yeah. feel like it the whole time but no. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so we're just gonna have her kind of speak into that and Lydia and I will chime in here and there and talk about transition talk no. about changes in your life um
1: I was roommates with Meredith for approximately two weeks. Um, <laughs> well, oh my gosh, literally, right. we, we did for two weeks. <laughs> i with her for was, a year or it so was, like, it was a very stressful time <laughs> oh gosh, i cried every day i look back at that and i'm like oh my goodness she probably thought i was like so dramatic which i am but like still um anyway yeah so we were remains for like two weeks right yeah. um and the entire time i remember we went on like a walk or whatever because i saw you like do your little thermometer thing every morning and like oh the way gosh. that you would like get out of bed was like not like moving right um so, like, we went on a walk in, and, like, talked about, like, whatever. Um, and then I was like, hey, uh, by the way, like, tell me about that, like, thermometer thing. And then she told me it was about NFP. So, anyway, um, <laughs> there's that. But I feel like that also kind of goes into transitions of, like, the fact that you were prepping for your next life, you know? Yeah. With, like, still adamantly being, like, enjoying being engaged um, mm-hmm. while also prepping for marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't, that's my commentary on you. I don't, I mean, I don't know you very well, but I also yeah. do know you very well. Um yeah, so I'm excited to have you on. But yeah, we're going to be talking about transitions. Um, speaking of transitions, let's transition. Meredith, can you tell us... Yes. Just kind of take
0: us through the bare bones, like, so no emotions yet. We'll get into emotions okay. in a minute. But okay. kind of just, like, the path that your life... So, like, Meredith also, for our listeners, we're not going to start at this point, probably, because that's a long time ago, but Meredith also served with NET, um just like Lydia and I did, Mm -hmm. um, for a year and then went to college and then came back and works for Net Now. Um, and can you kind of take us through, at least through maybe college or maybe Mm -hmm. when you and Joe started dating, like kind Mm -hmm. of the, the transitions that you've made Mm -hmm. both personally and professionally in the last, what would that be? Five years?
3: Four years? Yeah. So yeah. So like we said, I served on net, and then I served right out of high school. So after serving on net, I went um, to college to Marshall University um, in West Virginia, which is where I grew up. Um, yeah, and it was great. It was definitely like one of those experiences where you're in this like really intense community, and then you're thrown back into this. Oh place that Catholicism is not accepted, especially Mm. in West Virginia, and especially Mm. in Southern West Virginia, like, more in the Bible Belt, Um, so it's just, like, a huge transition, so then I, um, yeah, I went to college for four years. During that time in college, I reconnected with my now husband. Um, We grew up together. I've known him since I was in kindergarten, Um, family friends, like, he was
0: yeah the cutest story the cutest story yeah in <laughs> high
3: school he was like my high school crush like totally infatuated by him <laughs> um but anyway so we reconnected super randomly when i was in college um and we went to two separate universities and that was oh right before senior year of college yeah right before senior year of college um and so for like the whole first year of our relationship we were distance, which is just hard in a lot of facets Um, And then right after graduating college, I moved all the way to Minnesota and started working for NET, Um, worked, lived here since then, Um, worked in recruiting for NET for two years and then transitioned into the current position that I have now as a public relations coordinator. Um, But during that time, My husband and I were completely distanced up until literally the day that we got married. Mm -hmm. Um, And even after that, there was the possibility that we were still going to be distanced for a period of time. Um, But by the grace of God, that worked out and we didn't have to do that. Um, So it's just a huge blessing for us. But yeah, so like so many transitions in making really, really tough decisions of is this the best thing that I'm doing? Am mm-hmm. I choosing my career over something else? Am I choosing a person over something else? Am I choosing what I think people want me to do over something else? Am I doing this mm-hmm. because it's easy or am I doing this because I know it's what I need to do? Um, so yeah, so I guess like the answer your question, like three, like during that time, that was kind of like the bigger transitions, but then there was so many facets yeah. <laughs> to mm-hmm. all those little things, mm-hmm. um, both like externally and like internally um during that time so
1: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. Um, I didn't know you did long distance for your entire relationship yeah so do and I were I long
3: distance for three years
1: wow yeah that's hard it's
3: it was really hard it's one of those things that when people like ask about it it's like it definitely takes a certain type of person to be with to do that it's one mm-hmm. of those things of like you can choose someone And, like, at the end of the day, you can still choose someone, but it's different. Yeah. Like, when you are distant. Like, even today, I came home from work, and, you know, we got married in September, and I was... And I literally had told him today, I was like, I'm just so happy that you're here. Like, Mm -hmm. I came home from work, and you're here. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not on my phone. Um, And it's just, like, yeah, distance is... That's
1: cute. Rough, but it's...
3: Yeah, but it was also the best thing that could have happened for joe and Mm -hmm. i and i think that's one of the things too of like in any type of transition any type of decision that you make at the end of it it's like that had to happen and that's the best thing that could have happened Mm -hmm. because the more that you dwell on it the more that you think about it it's only going to make it worse Mm -hmm. like there were a lot of things that like maybe joe and i could have been together for that time but where we're at now, it's, like, none of this would have happened if it weren't for being distant into making
0: extremely hard decisions yeah. for three years,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so. And let me tell you, maybe we'll do this someday, like, Meredith and Joe could give, like, a three-day seminar on how to do long-distance relationships and yeah. do it well, because, yeah, they, like, I mean, just being able to watch at least the last year yeah, up close of how you guys do that, um, and, like, choose each other every yeah. day in yeah. ways that are really hard um, is really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and have to make hard decisions mm-hmm. about what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, but always saying, like, I'm choosing you in this, but we have to talk this through. Yeah. We have to figure this out. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, like, none of this is going to be ideal for both of us, but yeah, it's it's going to be good. And yeah. And it is, I mean, yeah. seeing you guys now, it's just, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, can you say more, one of the things that you said when you were kind of given your synopsis is, like, how we prioritize things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because I think, like, I see even in my own life, like, okay, how do I, uh, you know, where is my career Mm -hmm. or school or Mm -hmm. things like that versus my relationships Mm -hmm. or um, even family or even, like, where I want to live. Things like Mm -hmm. that. And kind of, Mm -hmm. um, there's not a I think what I've learned as an adult is like there's not a right answer yeah. for the order that those things should go in absolutely and that even like there's a right answer for an individual person but even that right answer changes as you go throughout your life mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about like how like kind of your process of okay right now like this is a really beautiful opportunity and I have to pursue it, you know, moving to Minnesota to take this job that you yeah. to take the initial job that you did choosing to stay having, you know, you and Joe working through that um, as yeah. you're engaged and preparing for marriage. Um, yeah. just kind of how you work through prioritizing those things. Yeah, absolutely. I think
3: it was one of those things of when I was in my senior year of college and just like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I give a lot of credit before I go into all this I give a lot of credit to my mom um Mm. because she's just like an amazing amazing woman and she raised me in such a way of like Meredith like you have to have like your own things Mm -hmm. like you have to be your own person like even if you get married someday or Mm. whatever it is that your family life looks like like you have to have your own things and if that's your career like choose those things because that has to be yours like she very much raised me in a way of like put things aside for people and your family when they need to, but don't do it just because you're gonna do it. Do it because that's what has to be done type of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a very strong woman. So, you know, going to my senior year, trying to figure out what jobs I wanted to do, and I was looking at all different options. And also, Joe is just incredible and is definitely like the total hype man of the Mm -hmm. century. And so um, it definitely came down to just like the bare bones of it of like one of us has to make a decision Um, where he was finishing up college, I was finishing up college. We don't know where we're gonna be, so one of us has to make this decision. Um, And it just so happened that I got the opportunity and an offer to work at NET. And it was a job that I loved because i had gone to school for public relations i knew i wanted to work for a nonprofit. i served on net i love net so it was definitely an organization i could work for um i had no problems moving out of west virginia i never wanted to stay there so it wasn't really an option um and for joe and i one of us again just had to make a decision of like knowing we're okay you're gonna be there so Mm -hmm. like we could build our life around that um and again it was very beautiful that Like, Joe was so okay with it being me that got to make that decision. Because I think a lot of times, especially in our society and as women, it kind of feels like we have to just, like, go with a man or, like, the man, if he has this opportunity for something, like, we're just going to follow suit. Um, And in every facet of the last three years, it has been the complete opposite of that, where everything has been dictated off what I'm doing in my career, um, which has just been a huge blessing for me. But at the end of the day, now looking back at it, it's just been a huge blessing for both Joe and I um, and our families. But yeah, so it's one of those things of, okay, someone has to make a decision here. Um, and so it was just like accepting the position because I just knew that's what I had to do And I knew it was going to make me a better person and I knew that it was gonna set me up for the goals that I wanted
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, But a large portion of that too was I was dating someone I wasn't engaged to them mm-hmm. I wasn't married to someone and even though I was completely committed to Joe We're dating and I'm mm-hmm. very very passionate about being in your certain phases of a relationship yeah. when you're dating you're dating when you are engaged, you're engaged. When you're married, you're married. And those are very, very distinct, and they're very, very different. Mm. So when I was in a relationship with Joe, it was, I still have to choose myself. Like, at the end of the day, I still have to choose myself and what the Lord's gonna want me to do. Mm. And if the Lord wants Joe to be a part of my life, he's gonna continue to put Joe in mm. my life. But right now, I can't make a decision based off him. Mm. Um, yeah, and so I made a decision. I moved to Minnesota. Joe drove me up to Minnesota in my car, packed full of things, and he helped me unpack um, to where I was living. And yeah, I spent the next two years here. Um, and he would just come and visit. And he was trying to figure out work. And he lived in Missouri for a while. There was a chance that he was going to move to Texas. And. Um, Take this position. He's an engineer, and that was a whole (laughs) transition that we also had to deal with because, with that position for a job for him, um, I had considered moving there because it was one of those things as like Joe chose me to allow me to have this position. Should I do the same for him? Mm -hmm. And that's just a hard thing in life, even with friendships, Mm -hmm. you know, or your family, of like they allowed me to do this. Like, should I return that favor? Um, in a sense, I guess you can call it a favor, but yeah, so again, just like that transition through that. So even though it was like, I ultimately made the decision to move here to Minnesota, it was never like a permanent thing until it like legitimately became a permanent thing. (laughs) Um, Hmm. yeah. So it's kind of how I ended up here and, um, yeah. So like I said, like Joe was living in Missouri and he was working there and ended up finding a job here. That literally started after we got married. Um, so, yeah, it was just insane. But up the entire time that we were engaged, he didn't have a job in in Minnesota. He was living in Missouri, and so when we were like literally, he got his position in Minnesota like a month before we got married. Mm-hmm. And so up until the month before we got married, it was going to be Joe was going to be in Missouri and I was going to be here once we were married, because we weren't sure if we wanted to like have him just continue to look for jobs here without working or are we just gonna be distant for this period of time or what does that look Mm -hmm. like and so again it was just like a lot of those hard conversations and being extremely upset over the fact Mm -hmm. of like I'm getting married and my husband's not gonna be here like Mm. what the heck yeah um but accepting that it was gonna work out and it did and I think it's one of those things of any type of transition you're just you just have to lean into it yeah yeah just say okay
0: yeah so many things oh my gosh I know. sometimes so I like, like ramble no. No. So it's good it's, like, it's good keep no, rambling it's amazing yeah. Yeah. I just want to pull out a couple of things from that yeah. because yeah. there's I like too. so many good things and I think first is just that last piece you said Meredith of like sometimes you just like sometimes discernment I think we overcomplicate discernment and I've talked about this on episodes before but it's yeah. like sometimes you just have to step and trust that the Lord is gonna provide yeah mm-hmm. and I think just like what you're explaining at the end of that and like what you and Joe went through of, like, we know that the Lord is calling us to get married. And we know, at that point, like, I feel like you guys very clearly knew, like, okay, like, the Lord desires for you to take this this new job that's mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And so then... If the Lord desires both of those things, he's not going to make it impossible. Yeah. Um, he might make it difficult. It doesn't mean that it's going to be, like, super easy cakewalk. Yeah. But just, like, your guys' step of, like, trusting, like, okay, the Lord is going to mm-hmm. provide for these two things that he wants to happen. Yeah. And he's going to make it possible. Yeah. Um, and just taking that step in trust. Um, the second thing that I want to pull out, because I think it's really important, um, especially just for our audience and myself, honestly, is, like, that idea of, like, when you're dating, you're dating. When you're engaged, Mm -hmm. you're engaged. Yeah. When you're married, you're married. Yeah. And I think our world so confuses the three. 100%. Um, And there are people who are in dating relationships who make decisions as if they are married. Yes. And that's not to say that you don't consider the other person in the relationship. but. You consider them differently. Yeah. And I think that's so important because there are so many couples who are dating that make decisions like they're married. And honestly, there are married people who make decisions like they're single. Yeah. And just, like, the way that that happens and remembering, like, those different stages of relationships. And Mm -hmm. that you have to make decisions out of your state in life.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think even, like, when you are in a relationship of any type of, you know, dating, engaged, or married, specifically, especially within marriages, at the end of the day, you are your own person. Like, yes, when you're married, you become one, and that is a very real thing. But also, like, you are your own person, you are making Mm -hmm. your own decisions, and you you do have to have your own things. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have your own interests. You have to have your own thing that's, like, solely yours, whether that's a career or a hobby or something that you're just really passionate about. Um, And so being in all those three stages kind of lead you up to that time of, okay, now you're married and you're with this person forever and you're living with them and your lives are completely intertwined. How, how do you stand, you know, alone? By yourself as your own person right? or have you blended so much of your life up until this point that you don't know who you are because mm-hmm. a lot of women and men specifically you know get trapped in that of mm-hmm. you know now they're in this very committed relationship mm-hmm. or they're in this career or vocation or whatever it is and they spent so much time intertwining their life into this thing that now they have no idea who they are right um yeah and so there has there has to be those
0: boundaries and then there's mm-hmm. the opportunity to support each other in that too. Oh a hundred percent. And watching yeah, watching you and Joe do that is beautiful and amazing and just like Yeah. The way that you like enter into each other's lives. Yeah. Enter each other on. A
1: yeah. phrase that I absolutely despise is the phrase like you're my better half or like my boyfriend's yeah. my better half or whatever. Like, no, you're a full person by your own, by absolutely. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and also, too, like, when we, like, get caught up in the relationship so much, we, like, tend to put our identity, like you were saying, like, put our identity in that. So, like, if for whatever reason that relationship didn't work out, like, we would feel like we don't have an identity anymore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's important to keep our own self, you know? Um. Yeah, so I like that you said that. Okay, wait, what I want to pull apart here, right? <laughs> um, is, okay, so how long were you and Joe dating before you got married? Or we... before you were engaged? Okay, so we were together for
3: actually just did the math on this not too long ago three years i think we were together for three years and then he proposed (laughs) uh, right after our third year of dating right after i honestly can't remember it's like a blur
1: to me i think right after after, after i
3: think right after our third year of dating okay
1: and at what point in your dating relationship did you realize that you wanted to marry him?
3: Okay, this is a really funny question, actually. Okay. Because Joe asks me this all the time because I feel like it constantly fluctuates. Because okay,
0: <laughs> preface. I preface. actually really want to hear this. Okay, answer. Yeah, so yeah.
3: Preface yeah. out of the relationship, Joe is a total like he's a romantic one. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, like lovey dovey romantic, and I'm totally like that. This is cool. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm gonna stick with this, and I love this, but like this is this is cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he has I'm like so like that. Yeah. So he has like the exact, like, time and moment, like, he knew and, like, he's loved me and whatever. And I'm like, I think, like, I knew, like, I don't remember an exact time. Like, (laughs) I literally don't remember. It was one of those things of, like, no, yeah, I like this, like... I definitely love you, and I definitely yeah. want, this is, this is good. This is what I always thought I needed, and I, this is working for me. Um, but, like, there are definitely, like, a certain moments where I was like, oh, no. Like, confirmed that. I guess I could say, like, there were moments that, like, confirmed that, mm-hmm. but no, like, one existential moment that was like, oh, this is it type of a thing. But just, like, little mm-hmm. things that he would do where I was like, oh, no, yeah, I like the way you handled that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could mm-hmm. deal with that
1: yeah. for the rest of my life. I could deal with that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so, you were dating him for two or three years. Yeah. I'm um, clear. <laughs> Ballpark, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you loved him. right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was, he was literally know. <laughs> he knew, like, the day <laughs> and the hour. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you loved him for some unknown amount of time during that time. Um. So, like, how did you, like, live in the present while preparing for the future, while not being in the future, but Mm -hmm. still being ready to transition?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. It was, yeah, it was one of those things of, I was, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, specifically women, um, because the way that I went about my relationship and the way that I lived my relationship is just vastly different from a lot of people right now because we were distancing the the Mm -hmm. entire time. Um, So, you know, when we got engaged, it was exciting, Mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, Well, yes. I was very stressed at the moment when we got engaged. She That's almost, almost fell off, off, fell I off a cliff. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell off a cliff when we got engaged, which again is like a chance that I won't go down but if you ever want me back. I'll talk about the Kardashians. Yes, and my almost
2: death-defying
3: engagement. Um, but anyway, so it was exciting, but then it was like this blip in time. We were both home in West Virginia, so we were there for like a week, and then mm-hmm. I was gone. And we were gone from each other. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this amazing, miraculous moment happened, and we're celebrating with our families. And then, like, two days later, we're in completely different states, Mm -hmm. eight hours apart. Mm -hmm. And, like, how, that's hard. Like, Mm -hmm. that's hard for your heart to be, like, but I want him here. Like, we're supposed to be, like, celebrating, and I come to work, and everybody's excited for me, and he's not here to Mm -hmm. also celebrate that. Or he went to work, and people are excited for him, and they've never met me. They have no idea who I am, Mm -hmm. Um, which is hard like that is hard because it was one of those things of I want you to be a part of my life here and I feel like you're not a part of my life and now we've said that we're going to commit to each other and we're not a part of each other's lives in this way that other people are like I had so many friends here that were engaged and everybody knew them and their lives were so intertwined here and their friends and they were able to celebrate and they were able to plan their weddings together And Joe and I's wedding planning was virtually, you know? Or the small moments that we were possibly home and my mom was able to help or whatever it was. Um, So I think it was one of those things of like Joe and I would say this to each other all the time of like this isn't permanent. And we had to like remind each other of that. Of Mm -hmm. like there is a reason that we're going through this and at the end of the day like we're going to be better because of that and this isn't permanent. And I think that that has helped me a lot in a lot of areas of my life of, like, this isn't permanent. Like, there is an end to this. Whether it's, like, small things of, like, I'm frustrated by something at work. Like, this isn't permanent. Like, there is going to be an end to this. Like, right now it's really hard. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be hard forever. Mm. Um, or, like, you know, like anything. Like, that That idea of this isn't permanent. There's a purpose to it. But there's not permanency to it. The only things that are permanent is... Like, me saying yes to you um, and the Lord blessing that. And, like, the Lord is permanent in our lives. And allowing that to be, like, the deciding factor of, like, how I'm going to act in this situation. Because there were so many times within that time of engagement of, like, I could just be, like, really frustrated. And, of course, I was Mm -hmm. at certain times. Or I could just be, like, really sad. Or I could be constantly talking about all the negative things or... You know, I'm trying to plan this wedding and I feel like I'm doing it alone or I'm trying to prepare and become this person who I think needs to be like what Joe's wife should be and like all these things. And I feel like I'm doing it alone, but again, like it's not permanent. The Lord is permanent and he's going to put, you know, his own hands in it to make it be exactly Mm. what it needs to be. Um, and so for us, and specifically for me, it was always that idea of that, of, like, there's a purpose to this, and I'm just going to, like, sit with it and do it because I know at the end of the day, something good is going to come out of it and just really, really settling into, like, that idea of, like, permanency in
2: mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia and I are just sitting here,
0: like,
1: oh, just yeah, soaking it in, in <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> uh, yeah. um, okay, I have a question that's kind of, like... Not related to what we're talking about, but still related. Yeah. Um, So when people... Question of like, okay, when's proposal? When's marriage or whatever? And then how would you deal with that question?
3: Yeah. I would 100% get them. And again, I think... Okay. Also preface. The way that I have gone about my life is just very different from how a lot of... Specifically Catholic women or Catholic culture in general sees... People needing to live their life sorry that was like a weirded wording question mm-hmm. but basically what I'm trying to say is I a, a, I mean a big thing uh, specifically now people are always like oh when are you gonna start a family I have no desire to start a family mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be hundred percent honest with you with that mm-hmm. I have no desire to start a family right now if I could have another like two to three years please Lord I'm gonna take it and that's if it happens it happens and I understand that um, but I have other things that, that I feel the Lord's calling me to and that's okay and like wherever you're at with that like it's okay if you don't agree with me on that like i'm not offended if you don't agree with me on that um and so specifically like going into dating like yeah we dated for three years and for a lot of people that's a long period of time but i for me personally i would have never dated him any shorter and got married
2: mm-hmm. like ever.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's not anything against Joe. I love him. Obviously I married him <laughs> right. Yeah. and like, I wanted to marry him, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of other things for me personally that I put above that decision. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make that out of a worldly decision. I made it out of a decision between me and God. Um, and so whether that was my career, whether that was you know me moving or whether that was there's a lot of things in my life that i needed to heal from there was a lot of like hurt that i knew that i needed to heal from that being married to someone wasn't going to allow me to heal from that mm-hmm. um and even though i knew that i wanted to marry joe um i wasn't at the place for that yet and that was okay and it's the same thing with me now like i'm not at the place right now to where I want to be a mother in the sense of having my own children. Mm -hmm. Am I a mother right now? Absolutely. I'm a mother to so many people in my life Mm -hmm. um, because being a woman is to be a mother and that doesn't mean just having children. It means being a mother in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it was one of those things of looking at it in a sense of what is the best for me right now but also understanding that that's not coming from a selfish place Mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of how is how am how is that decision that i am making going to positively affect the people around me if it if it doesn't then maybe i need to reevaluate what i'm doing Mm -hmm. um but by me not being married to joe in such a short period of time made me a better person and it made our relationship better. And also at the end of the day, like logistically, it just it would have just been hard. Yeah. And that's something that you you have to consider. You mm-hmm. have to consider logistics. And I think a lot of times within the Catholic faith it's one of those things of the Lord's gonna make it work. And he does. But also logistics are a huge factor.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I am a firm believer that you do have to look at the logistics and if it's if something's gonna make it better for you in the long run and you feel the Lord's calling you to making something a little easier, Maybe you should consider that. And again, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the
0: Lord speaks in those practices Exactly. Too. Yeah. Like, He uses those to push us in specific directions. Yeah. And I feel like that was so just abundantly clear to both yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it's like one of those things of like, yes, I want to be with Joe. I want to be married to him. Would it have been easier for us to get married a lot earlier than what we did and be in the same place instead of being distanced for three years?
2: Yes. <laughs> but
3: would I have been as healthy like me personally right Right. now, like would my mental health, would my physical health, would my relationship with God be at the place that it is right now? No. Mm -hmm. And that's why I made the decisions that I did. Mm -hmm. And it was solely because I wanted to be the best person that I could be for Joe. And if Mm -hmm. I had, would the Lord have worked through that? Sure. Of Mm -hmm. course he would have, because he can do everything. But do, am I convicted in my heart that the Lord wanted me to be on this path and make those you know, decisions for me during that time. Absolutely. And I can see that I'm a completely different
0: person now than I would have been if I made that decision.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was kind of going to ask, but I feel like you just kind of answered it of like, then how do you have that conversation with people when they ask questions like that? But I feel, I mean, I feel like so much of it is the way that you just answered that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you speak truth with love, but like truth into like, this is what I've decided. And then I guess, so I guess the question would be then like, how do you stand in that? How, yeah. how do you confidently stand, especially with the people that you love, you know, your family, your closest friends who are like, what the heck are you doing? This sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Like those people who love you mm-hmm. and you know that they want what's best for you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you know, how do you have that conversation with them then? How do you stand in that firmly? How do you say to them like, I know that you love me and I know that you want what's best for me and so Mm -hmm. you have to hear me when I say, you know, how, Mm -hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just being very confident in not only yourself but confident in, okay, scratch that. I think a lot of it has to do with knowing that it's okay to be selfish Mm. and not in a negative way, but it's okay to put yourself first in certain situations. Mm. And I think our world has kind of taken that and twisted it and said that Mm -hmm. it's wrong for you to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. how dare you not, you know, be open arms to everybody or how dare you not like Mm. be accepting of every situation? Like, how dare you not like put yourself above other people? Um, But there is this aspect that you have to think of yourself in certain situations. And so going into conversations like that, it's, I know that this is what I need to do because I know myself no one else in this world other than the Lord knows me better than I know me mm-hmm. and if I'm confident that this is what I need this is what Meredith needs that's the right answer mm-hmm. like at the mm-hmm. end of the day that is the right answer and is yeah. it hard to come to that absolutely I'm a total impact so I want to do whatever mm-hmm. someone wants me to do mm-hmm. but it's taken a lot of hard moments and failing terribly at things (laughs) where I'm like, why didn't I just do the thing that I knew that I needed to do? Like, why didn't I do that? Mm -hmm. Because I would have been in a different situation than I am right now.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, yeah. So going into those conversations of, you know, showing the love of like, thank you for caring about me that much, Mm -hmm. but I know this is what I need to do. And if you love me and if you want to support me, you want to support what I know that I need. Mm -hmm. And right now that's to go and move to Minnesota and start a job that I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm just going to do it and move, you know, 13 hours away from my family and from this guy that I absolutely love and want to see my life with, but this just isn't what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. right now or moving positions at the same time that you're getting (laughs) married in two months and, you know, having all these other things going on in your world. Um, but again, just, like, this is what I need yeah. to do because the Lord has told me that, and having that firm relationship with the Lord in that, too, um, mm-hmm. like, gives you that confidence and just, like, being okay to put yourself first in situations mm-hmm. because also the people around you, if they are meant to be in your life, they will, and I'm very thankful that yeah. I have a husband that's, like, a total hype man is, like, whatever, mm-hmm. like, you, you have to do you, like, this is, this is important to you, mm-hmm. it's important to us,
1: so... Um, kind of branching off that question, when I get questions a lot, like the same question or the same comment or whatever from from people, I start to think that like that's what I should be doing. Right. Um so I remember when I did net for my second year, right? Like my mom and like everyone else in my life was like, oh my gosh, that's gonna like set you back two years and like as opposed to one year and like all this, like do you really want to be doing that? And then I started thinking in my head, like, Oh my gosh, should I be doing that? Like am I behind on like the timeline? Like am I gonna be behind my peers for like the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Um and this like lie started forming in my head that like I created myself of like, yeah, okay, like yeah, like, I shouldn't be doing this, like, I am going to be behind, I will never catch up, like, it's not Mm -hmm. good for me, like, how do you rebuke that lie of just, like, okay, I shouldn't be doing this, when so many people are, like, kind of suggesting that you should be doing it, you know?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it also, again, kind of just goes back to, like, being confident in yourself. Um, If you, I mean, I've definitely been in those situations before where it's, like, Everybody else is doing that. I mean, even when I, when I did that, I was Mm -hmm. right out of high school and it was the same exact thing. I mean, I remember being in my, you know, high school counselor's, um, office and him telling me that I was never going to be able to go to college because Mm -hmm. I wasn't going straight out of high school. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that hurts. You know, at at a young age, like it hurts to have this adult that you like trust tell you something like that. And so you start to believe it. But I think it just has to do, like, again, do with that confidence and um, knowing that the Lord can work through anything. Um, But also, again, just, like, making the decision that you know is the best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And knowing that at the end of the day, like, it is going to work out. um, And that the Lord has you in certain situations for a reason. Like, the Lord had you, you know, Lydia, to serve on NET for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, regardless, you know, what that experience was like for you, looking back at it, there was a reason the Lord had you there. But um, if you hadn't served a second year from NET, your life would look different than it does right now, <laughs> for the better or for the worse. Regardless, it would look different than it does right now. Um, and so I think it's just taking those, like, tiny yeses of, like, okay, I know that they're telling me this, and I should say, you know, you're right, and I should lead into that, and I should believe that lie, but I know, like, I am convicted in my heart that this is what I have to do. I'm Mm -hmm. going to do it. And even if it fails, and you feel like you just are the dumbest person in the entire Mm -hmm. world because you said yes to this, and everybody was telling you you shouldn't do it, and you failed in that, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, we're given second chances for a reason. Mm. And so it was just like picking yourself up of like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, glad I tried that. Mm -hmm. Even though I failed Mm -hmm. epically, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: that's okay. I'm going to keep going. Um, and so I think at the same time of like just being okay with failure, like I've failed at a lot of things in my, in my life. Um, but I'm thankful for all of those failures because again, it's brought me to who I am now. And I know the Lord Allow those failures to happen for a reason
2: mm-hmm.
3: um it's so like being calm in yourself and then being okay with the fact that you failed and being humble enough to say I failed at that mm-hmm. and I'm okay with the fact that I failed at that mm-hmm. <laughs> or that it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to because I think that's a, a huge part of it too of like we build it up especially as women we build it up in our heads of okay if I say yes to this it has to be the best thing ever so I can prove everybody wrong yeah. or it has to be the like best that. thing ever yeah. because I made this decision. Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. relinquishing that of, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to freaking do the things. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, like, releasing that,
2: mm-hmm. like,
0: control aspect of
3: it, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah How... This might be, like, more... Like, we can move into more, like, practical... Well, so much of this has been practical, too. Um, But how do you care for yourself Mm -hmm. in times of transition? Mm -hmm. Like, when you have those hard things that are happening, when you Mm -hmm. have to make those hard decisions, how do you take care of yourself? How do you... I mean, you can't make it easier Mm -hmm. because it's a hard thing. Yeah. But then how do you take care of yourself? How do you allow other people to care for you?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm really... Really bad at letting other people care for me. <laughs> and I can acknowledge that because I know that that's a fault that I have. Um, only because I am, like, I just want to make sure that everybody else in my it's orbit okay. in my world is yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And so I put that first. Um, but when I do know that I need to care for myself, it's one of those things of, for me, it's acknowledging it mm. of, I need to be cared for or mm. I need to care. For, for myself, because Mm -hmm. there's no way you can do that without acknowledging it. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you're doing things that you're like, oh, this is going to be good for me, it's like, I literally have to sit and say, (laughs) Meredith, you are going to care for yourself, Mm -hmm. or you are going to allow other people to love you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just, like, simple things, whether that's saying no To someone asking me to do something, Mm, whether mm -hmm. a social thing or something that I know is going to cause me stress. Like saying no and Mm -hmm. being okay with saying no.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Or just laying in bed and being okay with the fact that I just laid in bed all day and I read or watched Mm. a movie. Like that is okay Mm -hmm. if you need a moment to do that. Um, Or just, you know, talking to people that know you and that are close to you. I have a great relationship with both my parents, um, and I'm very blessed to have both of them, and so a lot of the times when I knew that I needed just something, like, very centering, it was, it was them, you know, they were very centering to me, or it was my best friend Monica, or it was Joe that were centering to me, it could speak that, like, you can do this, like, mm-hmm. you have been through so much, you can do the hard things, like, mm-hmm. you, you were able to do that, um, And that, and like the Lord speaks through those people. And Mm -hmm. I, throughout my life, I've seen the Lord speak through them. And so for me, a lot of the times when I know that I need to hear the Lord, I'll go to those people in my life that I've heard the Lord speak to me through there. Mm -hmm. So whether that's my friends or, again, my parents or, you know, my husband, um, just like having those very open conversations with them, the Lord has been able to speak through them. And again, just like giving me that time of like rest and um, the ability to just like, yeah, be with the Lord and be present to the situation that's going on. Um, yeah, and kind of just like
0: helping myself in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Love that mm-hmm. so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Wrapping up practicals we want to pull out about transition in life. I mean, mm-hmm. so many of them that Meredith has said, but yeah, just anything. You guys want to pull out, highlight, give encouragement to... I mean, so many of our listeners are probably, like, you know, starting your semester, uh, your last semester in college, figuring out what you're going to do, or preparing to get married, or um, not really sure what they're preparing for. Like, I know that's been, like, some of the scariest moments of my life is, like, I know that change is coming, but I have no idea what that change is going to be. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just, I mean practicals that you guys think are important
3: yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I think for me the biggest thing is just like go
3: into it with I know people say this all the time but like any type of transition just like go into it with open arms because Mm -hmm. in my experience in every single one of the transitions that I've made whether it's transition into college or all of you know my entire college experience was constant transitions or moving to Minnesota or getting married there was always other things that came up that were catastrophic to things that were going on in my world. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, like, be able to just, like, go into it. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I got married in September and in the three months following up to my, you know, to getting married, I found out I had a tumor. And then I changed positions at work. And so, like, my mental and physical health were on a total 180 and I'm changing positions at work, and I'm supposed to be getting married to this man that I have never lived in the same state with <laughs> since I was 18 years old, mm. and now we're just and throwing him into my life here in Minnesota. So, like, just be okay with the fact that nothing's going to happen the way that it's going to, and there are going to be things that happened that happen, you know, throughout that transition, but again, just... Be confident in the decisions that you made. And I think it's Mm -hmm. one of those things of when you make a decision, you've made the decision. That's final. Ugh, yes. You're done. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. don't don't dwell on it. Don't think about it anymore. You made the decision. And I'm incredibly proud for you that you made that decision. Now stick with it and do what you have to do Mm -hmm. through it. Um, And if it's hard, it's hard. Life is going to be hard. There are a lot of parts of life that are hard. If it turns out great... That's wonderful. I'm so happy the Lord worked in you that way. If it didn't, that's okay. You can try again.
0: Nothing is permanent until exactly. Is. Nothing yeah. is
3: permanent. And I think that's just, for me, the huge, like, the biggest part of it is, yeah, again, going back to, like, the beginning of, like, that permanency. Nothing mm-hmm. is permanent. Until Besides, it is. Yeah, yeah, until it is. Until the Lord deems it so. Mm-hmm. And he's going to deem the good things. Mm-hmm. And at the end of
0: the day, the things that are not of him yeah. are going to wash away. I saw something on Instagram mm-hmm. the other day about that. And I was talking to somebody about it the other day. I don't remember who it was. But um, there was this Instagram post that just said, like, like, once you've made a decision, discernment is over. Exactly. And I think we get stuck in this cycle of discernment of, like, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? I can still change this decision. And it's like, that's true. But if... Like, if you change something about a decision that you've made, that's not going back on the decision that you've made. That's actually making a new decision. And anything that happens in between, the Lord desired. Absolutely. And so, like, or He willed. He allowed. And so, like, yeah, like, once you make a decision, discernment is over. Like, we cannot get stuck in that cycle. We have to trust that, like, the Lord is speaking and the Lord is working. And the Holy Spirit is present. And then just go forward. Yep. Yeah so important
1: I have this cute little tendency right where I like live out my alternative lives um where I'm like I know just hear me out so like I like think about like all all, like the big decisions I've made in my life and like oh my gosh what if I made like the other decision so it's like well what if I didn't do net like then this is where I would be and I would compare myself to my like peers at that time that I decided to do net or like my second year like I would compare myself to like my peers that did my first year and like now that weren't doing a second year and like where they were and like oh my gosh I could be there right or like I should still somewhat be there or like even like my decision to go to my college like I sometimes I'm still like following on Instagram the other colleges that Mm -hmm. I were like seriously like thinking about going to and I'm like oh like, if I were there right now, I'd be going to like coffee house at like, you know, mm-hmm. noon and like sitting with my friends or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but also too, like, I like the little life I've got going on. You know what I mean? And like, I made this yeah. decision. Like, like you were saying, like, be like, be confident in the decisions that yeah. you've made, but also be confident in your discernment, like, abilities of like, okay, like, God's not going to give you something that to discern that you can't actually discern. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, obviously, I discerned going to like Bismarck. Mm-hmm. Well, because there I am, right? Yeah. And, like, the Lord is working through it. So, like, yeah. obviously, like, that was supposed to happen. Um, so it's just, like, I know my tendencies like, have these, yeah. like, alternative lives yeah. when that's not actually yeah. this life that I should be living, yeah. you know?
3: Something that you just said made me think of two practical things. And I know we're probably trying to wrap up. But two practical things that I just thought of mm-hmm. from that was, um, one, a lot – in my experience, I've made a lot of big decisions. And a lot of the big decisions that are, like, the normal big decisions – looking back and I was like that was like the easiest decision mm-hmm. I've ever made yeah like marriage is a huge decision but thinking about it now I was like saying yes to Joe in September was literally the easiest mm-hmm. yes I have ever said in my entire yeah. life um you know choosing to go to the college that I went to easiest decision thinking mm-hmm. about it now I couldn't like the friends that I had the experiences that I had can't imagine it moving to Minnesota huge decision leaving everybody i can't imagine my life any Mm -hmm. different and i would say that yes Mm -hmm. a thousand times over um so yeah so like even in that sense of it of like a lot of those big decisions you think you're gonna have are ultimately if it's of the lord it's gonna be the easiest decision that you make and maybe it might be a couple months for you to see that Mm -hmm. but like have peace in that Mm -hmm. um and then i can't remember what the other thing was so i guess it wasn't meant to be
1: there you go
0: but if it comes back
1: we'll do it we'll edit it in
0: yeah it'll be great yeah yeah um <laughs> meredith you're amazing Thanks.
1: you are amazing you're so amazing thank yeah. you so
0: much i just like i don't know i, I feel was like so
1: better, yeah. yeah just mm-hmm. so much wisdom and grace and... i feel like you could tell me a bed story bedtime story of your life
3: oh my gosh yeah my life's been crazy yeah i
1: well it's <laughs> been good I saying,
0: oh it's been so good yeah but even outside of these like transitions i've had so many more so like yeah, yeah. We'll have to have you yeah. back because you have to, well, to talk about the Kardashians, oh, obviously. Oh,
2: naturally, naturally. Um,
0: Meredith's also an expert in pop culture, so oh, we also, I really, yeah. she's on the short list for that, too. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then I'm also, so mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, to tell your uh, proposal story because it is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, we'll have Meredith back. Stay tuned. Um, yeah. Meredith, do you have anything you want to shout out? Life, net. Um, yeah if if you want to be a missionary if you want to be a missionary (laughs) (laughs) um
3: I would say uh uh marry someone that makes you a better person Mm. I think that that's just like a huge thing to always do especially as women marry someone that loves the fact that you are a strong woman and if Mm. they don't they don't deserve you.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. We'll have to have Joe on sometimes. Oh too. my
1: I'm gosh. You like a joint interview you. Yeah. He would literally
0: Cute. thrive. <gasps> Guys, Joe's amazing. You'd love him. Yeah. Um he's great. Um, cool. Lydia, closing
1: remarks. Um, yeah, we're gonna be back next week, like we always are. Um we don't know what we're gonna be talking about. Um Lydia which... will be back at school. I'll be back at school. Yeah. Freezing in the tundra. You will be back in okay, the Okay, it's tundra, four huh? degrees here. Like this is also the tundra. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're still you're going from one tundra <laughs> to another
1: yeah you will still be in the tundra um it'll be great and that's it follow us follow us on let's not talk about dating on instagram at let's not talk about dating At let's not talk about dating i said i would take over the instagram i have yet yeah to lydia do has done nothing on the Instagram. i'm sorry so i logged into it once wow
0: i'm proud of you but... <laughs> anyway we're getting sassy so it's time to go um thank you guys so much for praying for you um know that we love you And you're great. And have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Great. Great. Bye.
1: Bye.